Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome back to Reality Water Cooler. Hold on, my Instagram's not on yet. Okay, happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome back to Reality Water Cooler. I am Sarah in Texas, and this is our place to chat all the latest reality TV gossip. And of course, Jeff Lewis and the after show. Oh my God. Y'all, did you listen to the after show today? Are you as freaked out as I am? Oh my God. I feel like we could chat about that for an hour. Ah, oh my goodness. Okay. Let's get started with shout out news. We're going to touch on Teresa Judai, Shannon Bedore, Tamara Judge, um, and 90 Day Fiance, The Last Resort. Are you watching this show? Tell me in comments if you are. Hold on. Um, I feel like I'm the only one watching and I need other people to chat about this. It is so crazy. All of the shows are so crazy, but I'm more disappointed in myself that I don't know what's going on with all of these people. Okay, so we'll chat about that in just a second. So after the show ended yesterday, Teresa Judice's secret, I guess, came out, although I guess y'all had already told me what it was, this collab with her and three of her daughters, not her second oldest, Gabriella, who's a freshman away at University of Michigan, um, is doing this collab with Shein, the, the clothing company. So Shein has a lot of mm, some negativity because it's, you know, fast produced. There's a lot of stuff on how it's made, the worker environment, all that kind of stuff. My thing was, though, as a mom with four daughters also and a son, I just wondered why Gabriella wasn't involved in this. So I'm well aware I've watched New Jersey from day one. So hold on, my comments went Sean. From day one. Uh, and I know that Gabrielle is always the more quiet one. She doesn't necessarily love being on social media, love being on the show. But just this past weekend, and I've seen her so many times, so I kind of thought she'd outgrown that maybe. Uh, Teresa and Louie, Louie, are over to Michigan visiting Gabriella for her birthday. And she's showing her all over her Instagram. Like just dumb stuff that doesn't even matter. Like here we are out shopping. Here's our bags. I love you, Gabriella. And I'm like, can't you tell your daughter you love her without posting a story on Instagram? But whatever. So when the collab came out and it's only three of the girls, not Gabriella, that's the reason I was surprised is because I figured, you know, at that age, she's a freshman in college. Clearly, I would hope Teresa's getting her permission or her thoughts on her being on social media. And even if she doesn't have as much time to do it, if the 14-year-old Adriana has time for it, I mean, what has she got to be a freshman in high school? I would think that Gabriella could make some time for it. But I don't know. That was my thoughts on that. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you think of the outfits. I'm sure you've seen them by now. Um, interesting stuff. I mean, some of them, I'm like, where do you wear this to? Like Teresa's in this gold, like two-piece, like a bandeau and like these tight leggings. I'm like, no, that's a very Teresa outfit. Okay, that's a housewives outfit. I could see lots of housewives on that. Where the hell is Sarah in Texas wearing that? Like, where am I wearing that to? BravoCon? I mean, where is that going to happen? It's not happening on date night in Houston. I promise you that. Anyways, okay. Shannon Bedore sort of put out a statement by her uh, attorney. I think he'd already said something before, but now we know she is going to go to an outpatient facility and there's going to be a focus on alcoholism. So, uh, or alcohol, I don't know if it's alcoholism anyways, but the show must go on. So Trace Amiga's live show is still going to go on. They're apparently not going to focus on the whole tequila thing. They're going to focus on their friendship. 
I'm not sure how many people were going to this show in the first place. Like if, if it was in your city or if you traveled to it, let me know. I want to know if you traveled to this show. Um, I like all three of them. I, I didn't hear any rave reviews from the few people that DM me that they were there. So I'm curious. And, you know, Jeff and the chumps went and they made really nice things about it, but they're also friends with them. You know what I mean? So, um, oh, Michelle, there was definitely an after show today. Oh my God. I'm still stressed out about it. We'll definitely talk about the after show today. Um, okay. And then Tamra Judge. So Tamra Judge was at the Traders. She didn't say anything about that that I've heard, but she did say, make an Instagram story that she is not going to be back on um, two teas in a pod with her co-host Teddy Mellencamp uh, soon because she's in the hospital with some GI issues that she said she's always had and she's hoping to avoid surgery. So I don't know what's going on that, that if that medical issue, have you heard, did the medical issue cause her to fly home or is she even home? Like, I don't even know if she's in Scotland with this, you know, medical issue. I don't really know. Okay, 90 Day Fiance, The Last Resort. I watched the latest episode last night and see there's only five couples to begin with. So they were really searching because I don't think that many of the five couples are really even have a leg to stand on as a long-term relationship. I do feel like Yari and Jovi could stay together, but you know they're always on, you know, fighting too. Um, Molly and Kelly already left, which I agree with. If you're not there to work on your relationship, you need to leave this reality resort because they had a week left. And I feel like neither one of them were ready to work on this relationship. I don't even know why they were there, to be honest with you. But oh my God, the stuff that has come out about Oswalo and Kalani. Oh my God, I am so livid for her. Spoiler alert though, at the end... Oh my God, she kind of sees, so apparently he's been cheating their whole relationship before they got pregnant, while she was pregnant, even up till a year ago. And she's hidden all of that from everyone except her sister. The sisters always know, right? So the sister knew everything and she was keeping it to herself, which kills me because, you know, she must have been so stressed out about that. Um, but then she starts letting people know that he's been cheating on her a lot she had blocked the guy that she had cheated with. He had given her a pass. He thought she would just kiss. And she did it all with this guy named Dallas. Okay. So she had blocked the guy, but then she sees Asuelo, um, Asuelo, um, like deleting texts or deleting DMs, something the other day, something suspicious. Whether he did it or not, she realizes, thank you, Jesus, that as a woman, as a mom, she does not want to live the rest of her marriage always questioning her husband. So she decides to unblock this guy, Dallas. I don't know what he does, where he lives, but he flew himself down to this resort. She leaves the resort, leaves her two boys with her sister who was there, thank goodness, and goes and spends the night with him. So I do not know if anyone follows them. I do not follow the 90 Day Fiance people. I really want to. Uh, if I had three more hours in a day, I would follow them all. But if anyone knows a spoiler alert, if if she's with Dallas now, I also want to know. Oh, Insta keeps freezing. Oh, she finally got laid properly. Someone said, oh, my God. Cheers to that for sure. Um, What else? I want to know whatever was going on. Somebody sent me some juicy scuff on this Molly girl saying that she's had allegations of like emotional or physical, some sort of abuse with her youngest daughter. 
um, I don't know anything about that, but I'm like, if TLC knew about that going into this show, why in the world would you ever let them come on the show? Like, I don't think I, this must be new stuff that's going on. Right. But somebody sent me that's been out for a while. So I don't know. Seems awfully crazy to me. Um, anyways, if you're watching, let me know. Cause I can talk. I, I should have a 90. Is there a 90 day fiance obsessed Instagram? Maybe I'm on to something. I don't know. I feel like I could talk about they they just breed all the shows. They've got the more to loves, the behind the scenes, the tell-alls are amazing. I mean, they know what to do with the tell-all for sure. Oh my goodness. Okay. Let's get into today's Chef Lewis Live. It was Josh Flagg and Nikki Haskell. She doesn't say exactly her age, but she's in her 80s. Oh my God, y'all. I mean, move over, Chef Stew. I think Jeff Lewis is in love with Nikki Haskell. Did you hear the entire love affair, the whole show, except for the very end, then the love affair turned to Josh Flagg. And then it was like this, you know, Jeff was joking that Oscar was going to talk about his love of Josh Flagg. I mean, I'm here for it. I loved it. It was crazy. I learned a lot about her. A lot of you DM me and commented in the Jeff Lewis Obsessed Facebook group that you had turned it off. You thought it was boring. A lot of you said it was very similar to the Candy Spelling interview. I don't disagree, but I was kind of fascinated by it. I didn't know a lot about her. I didn't realize that she has this banging Instagram and TikTok that she's giving like advice and she wants to instill self-confidence in young people. I sort of love that. But yeah, it's not for everybody. Um, I was super impressed that she became a female stockbroker in the 60s. But oh my God, y'all, she's the Teresa before Teresa Judice was a thing. She was like turning over tables, pulling a gun on her husband. Like she could have been in jail. She could have had a completely different life and never met Josh Flagg or Jeff Lewis, right? So she married the same guy twice. Those marriages were super short. She never married again, but she's had lots of love affairs, lots of time at the bar. I mean, not even the bars. What do they call them? The, uh, the clubs, the clubs. she says. Lots of time at the clubs. She seems to go out like every night of the week. I'm freaking tired for her, but she agrees and living the life, living, you know, never know what tomorrow brings, going for it. I loved at the end, she even talked about like, it kind of made me think of like this whole crazy Jeff Lewis, you know, fan account and like doing this crazy show with y'all, which I adore. But she was like, just do it. If you believe in something, if you like doing something, just do it because you never know what life is going to give you. Uh, Josh Flagg pretty much said the same thing and like be able to try things. Jeff was then relating to how when he asked for his dad advice on going into the um, real estate industry, he was like, no, stay in what you're doing. When he asked about doing the reality show, flipping out, he was like, no, that's not going to be good for you. Jeff knew. Thank goodness Jeff did flipping out, right? Because that's how I don't think we would have had Jeff Lewis live had we not had flipping out, right? So, um, yes, the them sleeping so little. Oh, my gosh. It made me think of, I mean, my friend, Kathy Hilton. Shout out, Kathy Hilton, if you're watching. Um, if you know, you know. She is a huge late night aisle, which we've kind of known, but now we know that Josh Flagg and Nikki Haskell are too. They get like four to five hours of sleep and they stay up all night talking to their late night friends. They've got like a list of people that they gossip and talk about business and personal stuff. And 
I'm so jealous. Like I need my sleep so bad. If I stay up late watching TV, I'm so tired the next day. But I would love to have like a group of people to chat with at night and gossip. I feel like that's kind of what I do with y'all in the DMs. Like I totally, totally love chatting with y'all and getting the gossip from y'all and hearing your opinions. So I guess I do sort of love that. Oh, thank you for buying a badge. Y'all are so sweet. Is that Kelbell? Kelbell Goodman. Thank you, Kelly. Um, anyways, I thought it was fascinating. She's had a, a New York apartment for 52 years. I can't even imagine I, she, they didn't say though. I wonder if she owns it or if she rents it. Cause there's people in New York that can rent an apartment their whole lives. They never end up owning it because they've got like these rent, you know, it, it protects them on the rent. Like it can't get too extremely expensive. Right. So I don't remember if she owns it or rents it, but I'm assuming she's done pretty darn good for herself. If they're calling her a socialite, I'm pretty sure they're doing good. Oh, thank you for giving me a heart, Mike. Shout out. Um, anyways, Josh also said there's no romance right now. I thought, y'all remind me in comments, rent control, yes. I thought the last time he was on, he was in a relationship. Now, I cannot keep it straight. Basically, he sounds kind of like Jeff is, where he's on again, off again. It depends on the hour if he's in a relationship. Once he's in, he goes in hard. So I can't remember if he was in one or not, but he definitely says he's not in a romance right now. Um what else they bring up Tori spelling? Oh my God. Basically he hesitated to answer. Jeff was like, have you talked to Tori lately? Like what's going on with her? And he just said, she's Tori. I texted her once in the past couple of weeks. And then Nikki Haskell said, she's got a case of the Tories. Okay. I don't know what that means, but knowing how good of friends Jeff, uh, Josh is with her mom, Candy spelling kind of crazy, right? Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm reading what y'all are saying on YouTube and Facebook. Um, Uh-oh. I never knew how Josh and Jeff bonded over a moment in the men's restroom at the very end of the show. We'll chat about that. It was very sweet. Um, Yeah. I love that. Okay. So then Jeff brings up uh, the, just, uh, the Julia Louis-Dreyfus thing of not wearing makeup in public. And Nikki is just so, I mean, she's in her 80s. She grew up where you know, you put on makeup and you wore makeup, especially on an airplane. Everything was super fancy on an airplane. So she's appalled, but she's like, shame on her for not wearing makeup. And I was like, oh my God, she would hate me because I literally, I would go without hair and makeup every, I say hair, my, my hair would be in a ponytail with no makeup every day. Literally. I only do it now because y'all are like, oh my God, you look so good when I have makeup on. When I don't have makeup on, y'all just say like, oh, what a fun show. <laughs> so I'm trying to do better. And my husband is so sweet about it. Like, oh my God, I love your hair down. You look so pretty today. So I'm trying y'all. I'm trying to make an effort. Um. Anyway. Oh, I'm missing all these comments. Sorry. Yes. That's how he met Megan Weaver too. Go into the bathroom at a restaurant. Jeff meets a lot of people. Jeff loves talking about going to the bathroom. He does talk about peeing a lot because he drinks so much dang water. You always see the plastic water bottles that he drinks on the TV shows. Um, he never has like a, or what do you call it? Reusable water cup. Oh my God, never. Okay. So then Jeff brings up court. I love the advice that Nikki Haskell was giving. Now, um, Josh was kind of quiet, although he did butt in because he's got plenty of experience going through the divorce um, mediation and time spent there. 
But Nikki Haskell, even though she has no kids, um, you know, she probably hears from a lot of friends and she had a lot of advice pretty much asking, what does Monroe think? What does Monroe want? I was kind of surprised because Jeff didn't really have an answer. Did y'all think it almost sounded like he hadn't really talked to Monroe about this? He definitely said Monroe is young. I don't think she would understand. I don't know. She's a very mature, almost seven-year-old. But then when she asked that question, he said, well, she's only six. So it was funny to me how at one point he said she's almost seven when it benefited him. And then he later said, well, she's only six. Like she wouldn't really understand that. I think she would. And I almost wonder, I don't know what at what point a judge would ask for a kid's advice. I don't think at almost seven they would. But I kind of wonder if Gage has asked her what she thinks, because it sounds like Gage knows because he's already refused the one week on, one week off um, custody agreement idea. And now he's coming back for a different idea. I think he wants more than 50%, right? Yeah, N.W. Sally caught that too. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 They're probably in court right now. It was starting at 11 a.m. California time. It's now 1, or 12, 17 uh, California time. So, you know, I'm so nervous for it. I hope it goes well. I just want them to come out as better co-parents because that's always going to benefit Monroe, right? And at seven years old, you just want what benefits Monroe for sure. Um, Okay, so the end, he tells us all these details. Basically, uh, Gage wants her Sunday morning to Thursday. And then they're going to talk about custody, figuring out the holiday schedule they never figured out before. Gage wants more child support. And then they got to figure out all the extracurricular activities, which is going to be trickier than ever because they would really have to agree if they do one week off, one week on. Because say dance is on Tuesday nights, that means one week Jeff or a nanny has to take her and the next week Gage has to take her. So they would really have to agree on the custody and the extracurricular activities. I mean, it's just so stressful and we're not even involved. I know somebody DM me and they said, why do I care so much? I'm like, because we are fans. We are listeners. He tells us everything that's going on. So we're super invested in all of this. We don't know Monroe, but we care about any child, right? Just like we don't have to know anyone personally that's in Israel, but we're devastated by everything that's going on and all the details that are coming out. And of course, everyone around the world that's affected by it, right? So we don't have to know Monroe to be, you know, concerned for her and want the best, right? Um oh, Maybu says, I'd keep my kids out of it, especially after what Gage was doing slagging off Jeff. What does slagging mean? She's only got a little brain. I think it's too much for her. Yeah. And Jamie, oh my God, because I'm telling you the after show rattled my brain. I am not even kidding. I am so freaked out, but I don't know. I don't know if I'm just feeling extra emotional lately, but the Jamie and Monica after show really was a lot. We will definitely chat about that soon. Okay. So at the end of the show, um. Jeff is talking about Josh Flagg, how much he loves him. And he tells the story that he met Josh go, or one night whenever the next day after he and Gage had broken up. A friend had flown in, made Jeff go out just to kind of take his mind off of everything. I wonder who that friend is. Let me say it was like Michigan or something, Wisconsin, somewhere weird. Not weird, but somewhere out, it was somewhere out of state for sure. 
So I'm curious who it was. And uh, it came up that he and his boyfriend had just broken up. He goes to the bathroom. Jeff is crying in the bathroom. And Josh comes in and hugs him and is like, he says he was just a really good friend to him and he'll never forget that. So it was very sweet. Um, ooh, Coco Saget. Whatever happened with the Megan and Heather drama? I mean, it kind of died out. I think they both said their piece. I don't think there's going to be a resolution there. I think just like Nikki Haskell talked about today, friendships come and go. They can be, they can end badly. People can use people or it can just be a time that a friendship needs to end. I don't think Megan and Heather were all that close. And I think that friendship has just sailed. Yet I still have hope for Jenny Polos and Jeff Lewis. I know. I totally do. I really do. Okay. Oh my God. Let me read some of your comments. Um, oh, bad mouthing may boo means slagging means bad mouthing. Oh, I love that. Um, oh, Joy says we don't need to know pers Monroe's personal business. And they haven't talked about that, but I sort of wonder if those kind of details, if Gage and his attorney can make sure of what Jeff says on and off or on the air about Monroe. Like, can you? I don't know. It's such a tricky thing. Like how many dads are famous and have their own radio show five days a week, right? So it gets a little tricky, but I guess in LA, they kind of deal with all this kind of stuff, right? Um, Whisper of Blue. Why aren't we able to see the Jeff Lewis videos at night? Uh, did I look at last night's? Now I'm trying to remember. I think I didn't. I saw Fridays finally came up with um, with Aaron Leachy. Somebody let me know that last night and then this morning. Um, has Jeff dated Josh? Ooh, I don't think that's his type. I don't think that's his type. Short stack. Oh, sorry. I uh, don't think so. Okay. The after show today. So Jamie Kennedy and Monica Casey. I felt like Monica Casey did a really good job of staying calm, kind of bringing it down. It was super awkward. So if you know, last week, Jamie Kennedy was on the after show with Amanda McCants. You know, it just didn't vibe, right? We all felt com com comfortable. It was just weird. Uh, Jamie was even making some jokes that he admitted didn't land as they went. Maybe he was tired from flying in from Las Vegas. Not really sure. Um, at the end of it, basically, Amanda McCants asked him what she thought of the show. And he said, can you handle it? Or what did you think about how it treated you? Because she had said that she had gotten in trouble for, I think, being kind of mean to Zach Noe Towers the week before. So he answers her. It makes her cry. It was super uncomfortable. Then he goes on Instagram and basically teases that he's going to talk about it when he's on this week. And he's got at least 20 minutes to talk about. And I'm like, no, no, no. I don't know that I want to hear 20 minutes of you explain about the Amanda McCant situation. Like we all listen to it, whatever. So it starts out like the first 10 minutes. He again is talking about like try everything in life. He was kind of, they were kind of recapping the Nikki Haskell stories and stuff that was at the end of the show. So I thought, okay, this is going well. I really like him and Monica together. Um, and then he brings up the Amanda thing and is basically like, call in and tell me how long I should talk about this. And I'm like, what? Like, I don't need, know that we need a call in to talk about that. It was just a lot. Like he's way, I love that he's a comedian, an actor for 30 years. He's very confident, 
love that. Maybe a little too much for me. I just didn't love some of the the the, the things that he said. Um, he was talking about the pair. One of the callers talked about the pairings. And then he's basically like, look, I can do a whole hour by myself, but that's not what the concept is. The concept is that we have a co-host with, and I want to give them time to talk. But he felt like, I think, Amanda wasn't laughing at his jokes. He said he she would just kind of smile. Um, Lisa thought it was fine. Tell me more. I think I'm just extra emotional lately. I don't know. Everything that's going on in the world, it's just, you know... Andy Cohen said today on Andy Cohen Live that he felt like the world was coming to an end. I was outside drinking my coffee with my Luna and I was like, oh my God, you know, just there's enough stress in the world. Uh, and then when horrific stories keep coming out about Israel and the details, it's just, it's a lot to take in. So when Jamie was talking and just, bringing up all the things that he's super confident about. I was just like, oh my God, I sort of expected him. I sort of expected the, I don't want to say excuse. Uh, I sort of expected him to bring up, because he keeps talking about how emotional he is. I also felt like he was maybe taking a dig at people. He mentioned Xanax, I think. Like, I don't take Xanax. That's why my, and then he mentioned something like, some word, y'all tell me what it was. I guess it maybe means antidepressants. I'm not really sure what it meant. It was like F-O-P-O-O's. What was that term that he was using? But he was basically saying, I don't use that. I don't take Xanax. So maybe I'm my emotions I wear on my sleeve. Other people, maybe you should try that. Yes, Kelly said, I, I like Jamie, but it felt pretty cringe. And two things can be true, right? Like I can like him as a person, I don't have to love every after show and not every, even Monica said, not everything is always a banger. SSRI. So what does that mean? Antidepressants. That's what I thought he meant. I have never heard SSRIs. That's a long, that's probably a thing. He's sober now. Okay. Yeah. Thank y'all. Um, I don't know. Tell me what you thought. I don't know. I just didn't love it at all. I kept listening to it till the very end. It was super awkward. Then a caller calls in and it's almost like he got mad at the caller because, and then he asked Monica, uh, do you think I could hold a show doing my own hour? And she kind of hesitated. It sounded a little aggressive. Like he was like, well, do you? And I'm like, oh my God. Like I was just envisioning like him getting in her face, even though I'm sure they're far apart on the after show. I was like, oh my God. Again, I could just be extra emotional lately. Uh, blame it on, am I in menopause? Am I not? I haven't had a hot flash in a while at all that I know of. So maybe I'm not, I don't know. Okay. Let me read comments. Tell me what you think for sure. We've got a lot of time. I really banged through this day. Uh, Christine Van Nuys says, I found it awkward because he was trying to make space for Monica and she said nothing. And he even said that at one point, right? He was like, well, you're not talking. So I have to keep talking and kind of run the show. Um, I don't know. A Santos said, did not love Jamie today. Okay. If you loved Jamie today, let me know what you thought. Laura says, give it to him on his own. See how it goes. I don't know. I, I don't know. There's only, this is the problem y'all. 
there's so much content. I was actually thinking about this in the shower because I was thinking about, oh, I need to go over to TikTok or Instagram and look at um, Nikki Haskell's content because I was just kind of curious what she says. She says they post four to, time, four to five times a week. So I'm assuming she's paying someone to help her with her social media, which is great. But I think she's doing all of her videos and that kind of thing. So I just kind of wanted to see what she was saying. But then it made me start thinking about how much we use TikTok and Instagram Reels and Facebook Reels and YouTube to only see clips of shows like the highlights. Because there's so much available to us now with podcasts and movies, TV shows, reality shows. There's so much, but yet there's still only 24 hours in a day. So like when y'all tell me, oh, go listen to this. Sometimes I'm like, well, tell me where the best parts were. And then I go and listen to that. But then I might miss something that I personally think is the best part. You know what I mean? But there's only so much time in the day. We just can't listen to everything. So I almost don't want, you know, another person to have another channel because a show on seven, eight, nine, so I'm like, it's just more that I, I have FOMO for, right? As much as it's hard to make time to listen to the after show every day. I would miss out if I didn't listen to it myself, right? Oh my gosh. Okay, let me look at your comments. Okay, Melanie says, I didn't get aggressive from Jamie today, but I could have just missed it. It was really this one tiny part towards the end, Melanie. He was asking Monica if she thought he could run her own show, hold her own hour. And she, I felt like he got, like disappointed, like he got all up in his self about thinking that he could. Um, T-Bone on T TikTok says, I watch the shows and we'll maybe check out the podcast clips. Yeah. Wait, it's on life support. Wait, what are y'all talking about? He was Ill irritated by that call and her name was Sarah. I mean, how many Sarahs call in? Luckily, y'all probably know when I call in, which I haven't called in in so long, I call in as Sarah from Texas. So I don't think anyone has called in from Sarah from Texas, but so many Sarahs have been calling in, right? Um, oh, Melanie says, I'm a huge Jamie fan, so I'm not impartial. And that definitely, I'm not the biggest Jamie fan. Part of what he brought up, like I don't watch the movies he's in. I've probably seen Scream but I'm not a hyper fan like some people are for that movie and that series of Scream. But he even brings up Amanda, like maybe she's just a bigger fan of mine because he brings up that she had hosted a party before that was based on his TV show. What's the TV show where he did the like the pranks, whatever that show is that he's famous for. And he mentioned that she did this like a party on that show uh, or about that show. And so he brings up maybe she was, nervous to do the show more nervous than she let on because she was like taken aback by him. That's how I took it. Other people could have heard it differently. That's how I took it was that he was just trying to make excuses instead of just apologize and say, maybe we weren't, I don't know. I felt like it could have been like the Heather and Justin Martindale thing. Just, I felt like he could have just said, we, we weren't a good pairing. Maybe we'll be on and again. Maybe we'll talk it out. But I didn't feel like last week went well. I wish her the best. But just, I don't know. It sounded very, ugh, like I've been in the business 30 years. He was also super mad, irritated 
about the 90% that really got him and understood and supported him. And then the 10% that didn't, that were basically making excuses that she's only 26 years old. He had a lot to say about that. Then he goes into all these details, which I never knew before. When he was like 10 or 13, he had a heart issue. Then a year later, he got a different, uh, he got a thing put in, a pacemaker. Then when he was an adult, something happened. I mean, he goes into all these things basically that had happened to him. But then he basically says by 26, he had had scream already. And then he talks about other, you know, people that are famous, like teenage uh, Disney stars, like at 15, own two or three houses. I mean, he wasn't given any excuses at all for the fact that Amanda's 26 years old. He also later says, and she grew up in L.A., so that means as a 26-year-old, she's basically years ahead of everyone else if she'd have grown up in a small town because she's 26 in LA years, which is basically like, you know, 40 maybe. I don't know. It was super awkward. Let me know what you think. Is Josh always this quiet on the shows? The last three times he's been so quiet. I do think uh, he's not that interested. I just don't think it's his thing. I think he really comes on because it makes the other people feel more comfortable or it just, he can kind of chime in a little bit, but I really feel like he's more respectful to the people that he's on with. Who's he been on with? Lala? Has he been on with Lala? Who was he on with first? Then it was Candy Spelling and then it was uh, Nikki Haskell. So I'm forgetting. Um, yeah. I'm not a Scream fan, but I love his comedy. My boys got me into his comedy movies. Um, yeah. Dalmatian? What's Dalmatian? What are y'all talking about, dogs? <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, Charlotte says the most successful radio personalities are one that, who takes the risk and are real. That's Oh, my God. Sorry. I had so many comments to get through. <gasps> I heart says Josh is creepy with old women. Oh, I don't think he is at all. I think he's very in awe of them, very respectful. I think he has a lot in common with them. Um, yeah. I don't think we can watch the Real Housewives of Sydney in the USA. If we can, maybe it's on like uh, Peacock. And I, I just deleted, I just stopped paying my Peacock subscription because I was never watching it, to be honest with you. Um, what else? Tanya says, Jamie has spoken out about all the pot he smoked during COVID. I think he knows and understands. I heard his girlfriend is battling breast cancer. That's what I was going to say earlier. Not as an excuse, but I thought right around, right before he was on with Amanda, he and his girlfriend had just publicly came out that she is fighting breast cancer. And we know they've been together, I think, four and a half years. They live together. So it's a huge thing. Well, huge thing, obviously. but um. I thought he might bring that up as some reason he's extra emotional lately in life. And he didn't seem to bring that up at all. So I don't know. Not that it's an excuse, but clearly when someone you love is going through a life uh, altering, you know, medical scare battle fight, um, that would make you more emotional for sure. Right. Um, yes. We already talked about that Martindale about Tori and Nikki and Josh. Yeah, that was crazy. Oh, Josh was on with Tracy Tudor. That's right. When they talked about their trip. Um, and she's a little bit older than him, but I love their friendship. I love Million Dollar Listing LA so much. I really do. Oh my goodness. Um, 
I love that. I have five, Tracy. What are you talking about, dogs? I think Josh misses his grandma, so he enjoys the company of women who remind him of her. Yeah, and I think he's always sunny. I think he's always, um, he was always super, it seemed like to me, super close to his grandma. Um, and I love that. Oh my God, I loved Edith. Edith loved her. Anyways, well, we have a, quite a few minutes left. We can either end early or if you have any questions, let me know. If not, we will end a little bit early. Um, if you are just now joining, the replay goes up immediately everywhere except for TikTok. TikTok doesn't love replays apparently, but it goes up on uh, all my accounts are under Jeff Lewis Obsessed. So there's a Facebook group, a Facebook page, uh, threads, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and of course, TikTok, which is just live. So everything else goes up. And then of course, everywhere you get a podcast, it's under Jeff Lewis Obsessed. Even if you don't listen to the podcast, please go find Jeff Lewis Obsessed and give it a five-star rating. If you just scroll down a little bit on uh, on today's episode when it goes up, about 10 minutes after the show ends, um, it'll give you, if you give it five stars and just write some sort of review, I would really appreciate it. Helps other chumpettes to find us. Um, what am I doing for Thanksgiving? Uh, is Josh, okay, you already said that. Um, we're still trying to figure that out. A lot of times uh, we stay in town and sometimes we go out of town to family. So we're trying to finalize that recently. It's also hard because I've got two daughters away in college. So, you know, they come home. One has a boyfriend now, you know, so it's it's getting complicated as the, old, the kids get older, right? Um, which if y'all saw on my Instagram, our son uh, drove for the first time. He actually drove our eighth grade daughter with him about three quarters of a mile up the road to go to Chick-fil-A and come back yesterday. I was so nervous the whole time. It's our fourth kid to get their license, but it never gets easier. And other people, y'all all DM me and said, you always worry about your kids no matter what. Parenting is so stressful. It is such a beautiful thing, but it's also filled with anxiety and worry for sure. Uh, oh, Bex Drew, anyone going to the Rick and Kelly show this Friday? And it's actually in a place called Birmingham, Michigan, I think, or somewhere, but near Detroit. Is anyone going to that show? Um, if you are, a good place to meet up with people to, to go to places with is the Jeff Lewis Obsessed Facebook group because you can just write a thread and say, hey, anyone want to go to this show? And then people can comment under it easily. So it's just easier, right? Um, yeah, I think jo Josh does miss his grandmother. But, you know, she lived a great long life. So that's always beautiful, right? Um, any more questions? Oh, I love that. Oh, all rescues. Wait, what are you talking about, dogs? Spoiled, re all rescues who are now spoiled brats. <laughs> well, Luna, I mean, Luna is a rescue of all rescues. She was literally picked up on the side of the road, not even the side of the road. She was trying to get into this local uh, basketball gym that my best friend's son was going to practice at. And then she, he was trying to get into the building and she could tell that he had been on the streets uh, during COVID, Halloween 2020. And so she asked a guy and he was like, oh, I don't know. She keeps trying to get into the gym. We keep kicking her out. So she took her home. She already had four dogs. So she said, can you keep her in the backyard uh, while we try to figure out who the owner is? Well, it was Halloween 2020. Nobody. We could tell that she was six months to a year. She's a black lab. So on Halloween, apparently I learned all this. She, they knew from her paws she was going to be big. 
so they could tell that they did they weren't taking big dogs they cost more the vet bills cost more there's every it costs more to board them to feed them everything about larger dogs costs more so it's harder to uh, get them rescued out nobody was taking them in the the animal shelters at all and apparently around halloween nobody especially wants to take a black pet because they don't photograph well and then people have all these like things about them being you know whatever for Halloween. So there were so many reasons nobody would take Luna. She wasn't chipped. She wasn't, didn't have a call or anything. She had a hit. We, I took her to the vet that Monday. We did everything trying to find her. My husband joined all these pet because it was about 12 minutes away. So she wasn't necessarily found in our immediate area where we could just post. And we knew she wasn't anyone's dog because she would have been, uh, she wasn't spayed or she, she's a girl. So she wasn't, is it spayed when they're a girl? whatever it was, she, you know, so she had a hip issue. Uh, we had to take her to physical therapy. And then she had, what did she have? She had hookworms, which the vet basically said was, you just kind of get that from being on the streets. So anyways, so is our rescue spoiled? Probably very much so, but I was never expecting to be a dog mom. So focused on our five kids, but she has been the best thing ever. And now it's almost three years we've had her crazy. And she is so loved, so loved. I mean, it's crazy. Anyways, being a female is spayed. Okay. Anyways. Um, I don't know what y'all are talking about. Talking about Donna. Donna, daily dose of Donna. Is she on? Is that what y'all are saying that? Shout out Donna. Um, no, I don't think she's on because she was going to film another podcast or a show with a friend of hers. I saw her Instagram story. Anyways, um, oh, thank you, Melanie. You love that I gave Luna a good home. She has a very good home. I mean, seven people that love her so much, uh, so much, so much, so much. Anyways, Kim Zolciak. Oh, my goodness. Uh, crazy. Oh, oh, y'all like when I engage with you. Thank you. Um, and that's why I love going live. It's a little tricky now that I'm I've got one iPad with TikTok. So I'm reading TikTok things. Um, thank you for giving me a badge um, on TikTok. And I've got Instagram comments. And then on my computer, I look at comments that come from the Facebook group, the Facebook page, the Twitter, and YouTube. So it does get a little tricky. So I do apologize if I miss your comments. Um, Instagram has an option with a little question mark at the bottom. So if you hit that, it makes it very easy. It's almost like highlighting it. Um, and if you buy a badge, it has like a little rose or, a, you know, things next to it that make me, you know, it makes you notice things a little easier. So you're easier to see that. Thank you saying it's a great show. Um, I thought the after show was, uh, today, but like I said, they're not all out of the park. And even Monica said, you never know what's going on with somebody before and after show during it afterwards. So you know, just like we can't share everything with each other as much as we like to think we know everything about Jeff Lewis and the chumps. They're only choosing to share with us things that they choose to share with us. Right. So we can't know. We're just lucky that Jeff chooses to share pretty much everything with us. Right. Um, uh, oh, you love the color of this shirt. Thank you, Krista. Um, but I do love going live. I do love interacting but it all does go up as a replay instantly. Like I said, everything but TikTok. And then about 10 minutes later, the um, the podcast goes up. So I am trying to get better with that about the um, 
Y'all asked me for timestamps, so I figured out a way to do timestamps. Shout out to my Annie, who is teaching me a lot of stuff. She is making my reels. She is amazing. Uh, she's become my daily counselor to be like, what should we talk about? What should the reel be about? She is amazing with helping me with the social media and stuff. But um, uh, I forgot I was about to say something about Annie. What'd you just say? Oh, I bet Jeff gets a gag order. Oh my God. Um, anyways, she taught me a few things yesterday. So as I learned different things, she taught me about AI. So I'm trying to use that to actually make the, um, the description and make the timestamp. So shout out to Annie for teaching me stuff. I'm loving it. Anyways. Um, yes, I love that, Tammy. You said the interactions make it so much more fun to watch. It does. Because you know what? I think it's so hard for us to find other people in our real life that love Jeff Lewis Live like we do. Reality TV, it's kind of easier to find people, but I love that we can kind of share and combine our love of reality TV and Jeff Lewis Live and chat, right? Because that's why I started this Instagram and this show and the social media, um, because I had no one to chat Jeff Lewis Live with, only like Bravo fans and stuff. So anyways, so make sure you're following, make sure you're subscribing, hit the buttons, hit the like, make a comment. It all helps with my engagement. I really am appreciate it. I can't even talk today. My goodness. Um, and I will see you tomorrow at 12 o'clock Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. Bye, Chumpettes. Bye, TikTok. Thank you for joining. I know if you joined live, the um, or if you joined uh, at the end or the middle,